you're setting the child up for success and giving them confidence that they can kind of self-govern and be able to manage themselves. Hello, and welcome to Celebrating Differences, a podcast about interesting people. This is an initiative of WOW, Inc., and WOW stands for We Are All One. We took a chance to get out in the woods and in the parks with Kylan Murrin, who teaches her own children and others using techniques taught by Montessori and others. And she gives her own twist. It was delightful working with her in Lake Park in Miller, Texas. And let's take a look about what she says and who she is and the work she's doing for all of us. So here we go. Okay. All right. These people. I love this park. Me too. It's so great. Yeah. To like be so close to. I know it's man-made, but you know the animals have come. They don't know. They don't know. They live here now, and there's vegetation and trees, and yeah. Lots of ducks. Well, yeah, we saw baby ducklings last week. Oh, great. Yeah. Kylan, where'd you grow up? Uh, New Jersey. Like north of Manhattan. Okay. Uh, in a smaller town, but we were so close to the city. Yeah. It's like kind of a nice balance. Yep. Like when I think about growing up, I'm like, man, we had one Starbucks. One, there was a Dairy Queen and that and like a grocery store and a post office. That okay. was about it. But we live 30, you could get on the train and be in the city. So a lot of my friends' parents worked on Wall Street. Yes, yeah, see? But both mm -hmm. my parents were teachers. So we got to hang out with them a little bit more often. What did they teach? Physical education. Okay. So we were always outside <laughs> growing up. And, yeah. you know, we just were never in the house. I uh -huh. don't ever remember even watching a movie with my parents. Like, we just were constantly doing things and moving our bodies. Um, so. Forrest, do you see my camera up above my head there? Yeah, it's taking your picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a big smile. That's a good one. <laughs> Where did you go to school? Um, I moved down to Virginia 
to go to college. Uh, and with, you know, I was inspired by my mom. She was back in the 70s. They didn't really have sports for females. So she created like the little intramural sports in the Ridgewood area of New Jersey. Um, and I really liked art, but just with my upbringing of being around kids and watching my parents teach, I decided to pick a school that had a really good art program, but also had a good education department. Okay. So I did a double major in sculpture and art education at Virginia Commonwealth down in Richmond, Virginia. My uh, grandson is currently an instructor at Virginia Commonwealth. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. I, uh, I was born in Virginia. Okay, where? Uh, Lynchburg. Okay, yeah. And my grandchildren now live in Alexandria. Okay. That's a really nice part of, part of Virginia, Alexandria, because it's yeah. right near D.C. Yeah. And my grand, my daughter-in-law there is a uh, instructor at one of the uh, private schools there in Alexandria. Okay. And she she has won in the past the best instructor in Alexandria, even though she's out of private school. So she must be good. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll set up, like there's this bigger tree over, okay. over around the bend. So we're almost there. He has his shoes in the pedals, right? Right. Yeah. Your bike doesn't have pedals. And I have straps under my heels so my feet don't fall off the pedals. Yeah. <sighs> and where were your children born? Yeah, I'm not sure where your. I think we left your bike at one of the parks. Um, Forrest was born in Virginia. Okay. It was a year. I had just gotten my. Mis I had kind of left. Did somebody say bulb like a bulb onion? I don't know. Did somebody say bulb? I had left teaching uh, and was inspired by my. Did bulb? Bulb. I don't think bulb. anybody said bulb, but that's you a. Did. That's a fun <laughs> word to say, isn't it? Good morning. Bulb. 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 I know you did. So in 20, 2017 and 2018, I got my massage licensure. Uh, my dad had cancer and passed uh. from cancer. So I kind of was inspired by his, his cancer journey because they had a Reiki practitioner that would come and see him in the hospital up in New Jersey. So I got Reiki certified and then I wanted to add massage to that. And that was my plan, was to kind of like do healing arts and photography, do photography, massage, and Reiki as my job and be self-employed. And I had Forrest in 2019, so I, I had just started kind of growing my business while I was pregnant with him. So I got my massage licensure in 2018. Had him in 2019, took a year off to be at home with him, and was had messaged all my clients in 20, in, you know, early 2020 to be like, oh, I'm going to come back to work to do massage. And then COVID hit oh, in March of yeah. 2020. So that, you know, right when he turned a year, because he was born in March of 2019. Okay. So, you know, it became very clear that after a few months of the government not allowing me to massage, um, that I needed to figure out something else to okay. do to add to, you know, financially support my family. And I thought, what, what other skill set do I have right now and what's in demand? You know, because most people, a lot of the childcare places were closed down. Yeah, we're going to set up right over here. Sorry. 
don't know if you All can right. make it that way. Oh, I, I hadn't noticed a platform around the bottom of this tree. That's pretty nice. Yeah, we like the shade and it's just far enough from the water that this can be our home base and okay. the kids can kind of wander without me needing to worry that they're gonna end up in the water. Wherever we put the food tends to keep everybody nearby. So the big question is how'd you get to Austin? My husband um, is part owner of a taco and tequila restaurant in Richmond, which was also shut down because of COVID. Uh. So the two of us decided we, we just wanted an adventure. So we got married <laughs> in September of 2020 and took, took the money that we got from getting married and did a two month road trip and camped all around Smoky Mountains, Colorado, Utah, came back down and settled in Texas. And he now does building, he does decks and fences and he's working on some tiny homes right now. Cause he didn't, he didn't want to go back to the service industry. It was Good. like too, too jarring to kind of have your job ripped out from under you yeah. um, with kids to support and things like that. Right? Mommy, so now daddy builds this? stuff. That's a microphone so that they can hear me talk. Um, yeah. So that's how we ended up in Austin. We wanted to be in a city that had a lot of art and music cause he's a musician and I'm an artist and we wanted to be somewhere where there was a lot of culture, but you know, somewhere where that maybe things wouldn't get shut down so easily again, if there was another. Come over here and look what I've got here. I've got your mom. Come over here. You want to see come it? Right here. Go see it. See what, see what we're looking at here. You know, come around, come around. Look, who is that? My mom. That's your mom. Who is that? Atlas. Is that Atlas? Atlas. Yeah. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Yeah. Can I try? You want to hold it? Yeah. Oh, be very careful. It's heavy. Here, let me take both hands. There are you, you go. Are you strong, Forrest? So there's your mom. <coughs> and where's Atlas? That's there's so Atlas. So, Kylan, what's your objective with the children? My objective is to provide a space where they can move their bodies while they're learning and have a few different things set out that they can choose from okay. and to be outside. <laughs> yeah, be outside. Huh? Be outside. Because being outside calms me down and it calms the kids down. And I usually would have food out as well, but we didn't pack any food today. Well, I got good pictures of your your egg uh, yeah. carrier. Yeah, My egg carrier. Yes. Um, so these are some Montessori letters, which is I love the way Montessori teaches how to read. Instead of doing a bunch of sight words at first, you teach them the sounds of each letter. So that way, when they see the letter M. They know it's for mmm, mmm, that's right, mmm, for mom. And even as little as Atlas can recognize that now because we've been doing it so much. So that way when they see letters on signs, they can just start to sound out the word and be able to just teach themselves how to what the words mean and what they say. And that's a good, a good example of just 
if you teach, if you give the children the tools that they need, they can teach themselves a lot of the times. But the other objective I have is just to allow for self-directed learning. Because if we allow the kids to be curious and ask questions and kind of change the course of the topics that we're going to be learning about, then they'll be self-motivated. And if you teach children, if you allow children to continue to be the natural learners that they are, you won't have to worry about them continuing to learn because they'll be self-motivated. Right? Is that C for cardinal? C for cardinal. Right? And I love Montessori too because it's all three-dimensional. There's no worksheets. It's all objects and manipulatives. Right? What do you think? You gonna put that with the with the C? We learn with our hands and not just our heads. Yes. And especially between ages zero to six, they're they're just their brains are like little sponges. We have our mailbox here. My son was really interested in learning about the mail system, so we made some letters. He can't write yet. Um, and we put them in envelopes, and we're going to go and get some stamps and mail them. And then we had a book that went with it. So as he kind of lets me know what he's interested in, I'll then gather supplies and have a little lesson that I kind of explain to everybody. Um, but just sort of being open and free for the kids to express what their interests are. And then from that, you can teach all the things that they're supposed to be learning. Um, if you just do it under the umbrella of a topic that they're already interested in. So. Kylan, why did you do this? This is a lot of work. Um, well, I wanted to be with my kids, and I wanted to provide them with a really open, open-ended learning experience, but I also wanted them to be with their peers. So just having community for my children during COVID when things were really shut down was the motivating factor to be able to, the libraries were closed. So that was the first thing that I started was a little groove and grow is what I call it, just a music and story time. So I was like, oh gosh, like if I can't take my 18, my little baby, my little 18 month old, he was 18 months at the time to the library, like he won't know, he won't know about how wonderful the library is. And then I thought about it and I was like, do we need to go to, to the library to think and understand and love books? So that kind of made my brain realize, you know, we don't have to be in a classroom. We don't have to be in a library. We can be under a tree with books and it's just as good. Ah, so I wanted to provide them with, you know, the activities and learning experiences that other kids would have had if things weren't shut down. And then through that, I realized, like, we can just learn wherever we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wherever wow. we go, we can learn. What so a, it was really, you know, really yeah. eye-opening for me. And, you know, now people are like, oh, I wish I could do what you were doing, but I don't have a big enough living room. And I'm like, the world is your living room. The world is your living room. Here we room. are. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So my, uh, I've been thinking recently, you know, my grandfather was born in 1876. Oh, wow. And I knew him very well. And trying to think back into the world he grew up in, 
no electricity, no electric right. lights. You know, how did he learn? How did he learn zero to six? Just like this. Yeah. They went out and learned. There's no schools. There's, you know, this is the way they learned. And having real life experiences yeah. too, practical <clears throat> life. You know, cooking and cleaning and just doing everything. You know, a lot of times moms are stressed because they're like, how can I get everything done that I need to get done and be with my kids all day? How do you get everything done? And it's like, well, they help me. They come mm -hmm. along and we all do it all together. And then that way, you know, later on in life, they'll know how to fold laundry. They'll know how to unload the dishwasher. So they've laundry. been doing it. You know, they've been doing it. So. <clears throat> Yeah, let me help you. Forrest, why were you wearing a helmet? Because I was riding my bike and, you, don't, and I'm still learning. You're still learning, but what, what does the helmet do for you? It protects. It protects what? Your head. Your head, <laughs> yeah, it does. So, that's a good thing, huh? Yeah, you want, why don't you sit down? I can get you some lemonade here. There you go. Yeah. There you go. One of the questions we like to ask Kylan is, what are you doing to make your life better? And I don't have to ask that because you've been telling me mm -hmm. what you've been doing to make your life better. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, calling in the things that maybe you know, especially when we first moved here too, I didn't have a car. So, you know, some people would have found that very restrictive, but I picked a neighborhood that had a lot of parks I could walk to. We have a community garden that we can walk to. Um, so I need to be near nature and in nature. And I need to be out, I, my, both my, myself and my children, we have to be moving our bodies quite a bit to feel regulated. So just calling in community and creating you know, he really enjoys gymnastics and, and, yo and yoga and things like that. And I couldn't drive him to those classes. We were taking the bus. And then I decided, you know, why don't I just reach out to different organizers and see if they want to come to Mueller yep. Lake. So that way it's easier for me. So, you know, just I'm just constantly looking at ways that we can utilize the community at large to create pockets of space that just make things easier for myself as a mom of young kids. Um, and then just, you know, how can we learn from each other? And there's not this, you know, one person is better than another elevation kind of hierarchy. It's like, what can we learn from each person that we interact with? I'm, I'm watching oh. Atlas trying to get on the bicycle oh. over here. <laughs> he came over and asked for the helmet. He did. And then now and he's, he's working very hard to get that leg yeah. over. He's standing on the pedal. Yeah, he's been watching. For, Forrest has had this bike since yesterday. Oh. So about less than 24 hours. Do you want to have some help? Here. This is Forrest's bike. We'll have to get you a bike. We don't, we don't have a bike for you. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Can you swing your leg over? Can you do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have to practice that some more. 
Kylan twice while we were talking. Forrest rode his bike all the way over to the fire pit, stopped, and rode all the way back. And I think I heard you say earlier, you can ride as far as the fire pit. Yeah, the track, well, the, I said the fire pit at first, but then I thought that might be confusing because the fire pit wasn't on the path. Okay. So then directly behind the fire pit, we can't see it from here, are some trash cans. Okay. So I gave him a visual cue, a boundary, and that's what I've been working on is just instead of saying like, no, 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 like you need to stay near me or just not saying anything and then having him just ride off into the sunset as, as a four-year-old would tend to do. Um, looking around and deciding how far away I feel is safe enough um, you know, for me to kind of not have 100% of my attention on him. And he's learned that when we go places, you know, if I say that's the boundary, if he goes beyond that, then whatever we're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, we pack everything up and we leave. So my discipline style is gentle and responsive, but I also, you know, in order to give them those kind of the freedom of movement, they need to listen and, and not kind of go beyond that boundary. And I'm doing the same thing with Atlas at the splash pad at Branch, Elizabeth Branch Park. He sometimes will decide he's ready to leave the splash pad and wants to go to the airplane park. But, you know, I just say the same thing in toddler voice. I just say, I'm so sorry, but I can't let you leave the splash pad. We're at the splash pad right now. And I usually put him back into the carrier, the baby carrier that I wear. And he doesn't dislike being in the baby carrier, but when we're at the splash pad, he would rather be moving his body freely. And that's a way, you know, I'm not gonna make all the kids leave if he's the one that's leaving the area, um, cause he's still so little and he's learning. Um, but just in order to give them that freedom of movement, there needs to be like boundaries that are, that are communicated in a way that the child can understand and be able to follow through with. So you're setting the child up for success and giving them confidence that they can kind of self-govern and be able to manage themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you on the bicycle? You're a little bit too small to pedal, but you climbed up. Yeah. That's a start. We'll have to see if we can get you one of the Find you a balance, balance bike. bikes. Yep. Yeah. He's very interested in all of the bikes and scooters. All right, we're gonna come down off of there now, okay? We're gonna hang the bike up. I know that you're still wanting to use the bike, but I'm all done. I'm all done. I know. I know. I'm all done with the bike for now. We're gonna give the bike a little break. We're gonna give the bike a little break. Here, let's take off the helmet. I know, I know. Do you wanna come sit? Or we can go over here. Would you like to have some lemonade? Would you like to have some lemonade? No. Would you like to try it? No. No, I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna take a drink. Mm -hmm. Can I have Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you get a group together, it's your two and maybe three others? About three. Mm-hmm. Now that's when you are by yourself, when you have other people come in, then it can be bigger than that. So the programming that I do on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I have a class that I teach Groove and Grow that's open to the public. And that's a like a parent, the parent comes with the child. So then that way it's, you know, the mom, the other moms that come with their child or nannies. And then I'm there with 
my little little smaller group, but that allows them, the children that I watch and take care of, um, to have access to a larger community of children that's consistent because we meet weekly. One of the girls that comes, she started out as a nanny and now she's pregnant with her first child. Well, so that's, that's just been really wonderful. We're approaching our 100th class of that, um, kind of meeting every week and just helping each other with the kids and having community. The children will free play after the class is over. He's looking for, they're looking for a snack, I think. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to go, but I didn't bring any food with me today. I normally do. I told you I wasn't bringing anything. Um, and then on Thursdays, I have programming. I have a homeschool group, and we meet at the different, we'll go off-site twice a month, and we'll meet with the other homeschooling families. That also creates a consistent, you know, that's seven, like six or seven families will meet us with their children, and it varies who shows up. I'm trying to make it more consistent because that's really important to me that they can have deeper friendships in a larger setting of kids because that's a whole different dynamic that is important for them to learn about. And then I do bring in um, individuals from the community. I want you to come in and do a bike safety class. We've brought someone in from Zookeepers Exotics to do a little reptile lesson. And then I have my friend Erin who teaches from Waves of Childhood. Um, she teaches a yoga class once a month. So I'm constantly just, you know, each time I meet someone my husband's like, watch out, she's going to try and get you to come and do a little little class um, in the neighborhood. And those are all open to the public uh, and just wanting to create all sorts of ways that people can engage with my programming, regardless of their financial situation as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what our nonprofit's about is fostering community. And you're doing yeah. it literally grassroots. Yeah. <laughs> Here you are out in the grass fostering community. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah, we really love it. And we love you. Um, I hope we will have a long and uh, happy. One, one thing, just give me one thing that you haven't said yet that you want people to know about you and what you do. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I would just say allowing your children to be children and to having appropriate expectations for their behavior and you know, when they are curious and asking you the 900th question that you can pause before you say, I'm busy right now, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And we can go to the, we can go to the pool. We're going to go visit Michaela after this. Um, and just, you know, just look at it through their eyes. They are new to the world and they, all of these things that they don't know anything about are new to them. Um, and just, you know, giving them the opportunity to ask those questions. Is that for me, Atlas? Really just make sure okay, thank you. that they don't lose their love of learning that's already in them naturally. Mom, yes. can you tell me my life? Yeah, if you want to. Do you've, you want to pick one out to get You've done to? an amazing job here is you're having a conversation with me, an adult mm -hmm. conversation, and a child will ask a question, one of your children will ask a question, you pause, you work with them, get them moving again, and then you come back to the conversation, and you don't lose track, which is, that's a good thing. But uh, I've just been watching that, and hey, Atlas, thank you. May I have this one? No. <laughs> May I have this? This is a letter. It says, Grandma. Wow, that's pretty cool. Here, you can give on this one for us. This one doesn't have an envelope yet. There. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's a tiger. It's a little bitty tiger. Here. There. Thank you so much. Would you like your tiger back, Atlas? 
There you go. Here's your tiger, and this is for me. Is this for me? Thank you so much. Let's see what it says inside. What does it say? Does it say anything inside? It says, oh, look, it's got good stickers on it. Let's look down here. Wow. It's got good stickers on it and all of those things. Thank you, Forrest. What does it say inside? Nothing. What would you like it to say inside, Forrest? If you had your choice, what would you put inside this? What would you have it say? What would you have it say, Forrest, inside this? I don't know. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Is it a beautiful day? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Okay. Oh, are you going to shake them all out? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, if we do that, if we do that, it might break. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to throw that. We only throw balls, right? He dumped throwing letters. He dumped them out, but he's not destroying them. Why don't you pack up the letters back in there and we can put it in the wagon? No, there we have it. Kylan Murren with her children, Atlas and Forrest, out in Lake Park in Miller, Texas. You've seen the way she works with those children, and I was really impressed. And to watch Forrest ride off, and I'm like, wow, what's going on? And she's very comfortable because she knows his, he knows his boundaries and he responds and he never was out of her sight, never was out of hearing range and came riding right on back from his boundaries. So I was impressed and look forward to getting to know Kylan, Atlas and Forrest some more. So hopefully you'll subscribe down below and listen to our podcast and see what we're doing. Thank you, and have a great day.